0: Episode 58 of the Cozars podcast. And we we said this might happen. We said this might happen. We said our 11 look real good and your system is clicking better than we could have expected. This is amazing, but if we get any injuries <laughs> This team's going to look a lot different. And now we're seeing exactly what uh, we thought we would see with back to back losses within a span of what was that? Five days? Um, with a loss away to Wolves, Tottenham one, Wolves two. So, Ben, is this just a matter of this is what we are, where we are with injuries, and then everything's going to go back to normal? Or. Did you see something more concerning with that loss um, against Wolves?
1: I I think it's probably more the former. I think that we we you know like you said we we all already talked about what would happen potentially if we got injuries to our eleven, especially I think that pretty much everybody on this podcast and most sane Spurs fans I think thought that. The you know Vanderven and Madison were two of the top three or four most important players on our team to allow us to play the way we do. Vanderven, obviously, I think he's probably the most important in some some ways. Him and Vicario probably allowing us to play with that high line play out of the back. Um, and then Madison really is, I mean, barring Lacelso doing something he hasn't done here for a while, is is the only truly creative. Outlet on our team, and, and you really yeah, noticed think, that against Wolves, right? You right, really noticed yeah, yeah. when that wasn't there. Well, Sun seemed starved for, uh, you know, for for touches. Um, Johnson did look good. Obviously, that first move of the game was great. Look, we came out of the gates, um, looking looking pretty good, and really, they, they are our defenders. To be honest, if anything, I was while it was a boring game, we got outplayed. It was it was not that much fun to watch. I was a little encouraged actually at how well. Dyer and Davies played along with um, Emerson. Is like that's such a makeshift back four. Obviously, they did not look great, but at least they only conceded two, and those were pretty late in the game. I I don't <laughs> obviously and that don't first love goal that. was you know defense a world-y, Yeah, right? like, that was a good goal too. Um, I obviously would love to have um you know Romero and Van back ASAP, and same thing with Madison. But if anything, I think that I'm I'm encouraged a little bit just because I feel like. It's Ange hopefully showing a little bit of semblance of how quickly some of these players can pick up his system, even if they were that far from the starting 11 beforehand. And it's great to see that, like, we don't have the shit that Conte and Mourinho did, where they basically had favorite players and the players that were put out to pasture, basically. Like, he has them all training with each other to see them come in and, and look at least not terrible, not completely terrible. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably being too optimistic. Maybe it's because Jesse's not here. One of us needs to be this way, but <laughs> picking um, up the mantle. Yeah, I, like I mean, obviously I... not not that happy with it, but I'm trying to to see things more fulsomely.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk about you talk about the players' ability to pick up Angie's system, and I don't know. Like they are doing the things technically in terms of the, their positions on the pitch, but I was watching the game. Um, and one of the thoughts that came in my mind was like, this looks a lot like preseason. Like, it, it it, reminded me of the games that we saw. There weren't very many of them, as you may remember, but the, the preseason games that we did play, it felt like the early stages of that, of, like, guys, like, doing things, but not really out of muscle memory yet, not really feeling like they know where they're supposed to go after the first play. Like a lot of start and stop, and a lot of just dysfunction amongst the players, in the sense of like it almost is look, that, yeah. though. like yeah, that's I mean, exactly yeah. what it is. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much I felt confident about the system, frankly, just because it didn't look as good being executed as I've seen it look this season. So, Kim, I was bringing I, you into the cup, com-
1: just. I wasn't trying to make that argument either, but I'm just okay. saying, did you think where I would, I, if you had told me four weeks ago that you're going to have Dyer and Davies and Poro playing on the left, I would have thought we were going to concede five or six goals <laughs> or that. We'd well, be I'll, I'll let, I'll let Kim answer the
0: question based on the lineup. Were you encouraged, discouraged, or somewhere in between the two? Given the lineup,
2: I, I was pretty neutral, honestly. Um, I I assume that's the midfield he would have started. Um I was kind of hopeful like a faster center back would have started. That that was just like the one thing. It was it would have been nice to have one guy that you can like trust to make the runs and actually make them. Um and frankly that actually wasn't the problem funny enough. Um it was more like positioning of players and to me I'm gonna pick on him now, and I'm probably not gonna do it again. But rewatching like some of those goals, Boyberg, he like totally gave up um, on the on the second one for sure. He was like running, running into the box, and then just stops on the edge and puts his hand behind his back. Like, come on! And the midfielder who is he was running in front of him, but the midfielder who was making the run, who he can see making the run, he just lets him go into the box didn't follow him. And I mean, yes, he's going in between your two center backs, but your two center backs are also being occupied with players. So like, come on guys. I
0: mean, I get the sense that the fact that the two goals were scored both in stoppage time, I think is also indication of the fact that guys haven't had a ton of opportunities to get 90 minutes of game time. Um, specifically if we're thinking about people like Pierre and Eric Dyer. So I do feel like towards the end of the game, they were gassed. And that was indicative in the effort that we saw specifically on that last goal where guys are just standing around on a free kick while the Wolves are sprinting towards their goal. And it it almost felt like they were slow to react because they were leggy. Um, And I think, you know, half the team is on the injured list or the suspended list. So it wasn't like there were a ton Especially of options defenders. on the bench. Whereas Wolves, on the other hand, brought in options on the bench and they won them the game. Sarabia came on the, off, off the bench. He was in, on the pitch for less than three minutes and, and scored the tying goal. So I think there is a difference there. From the from the other side, though, I will say, substitute-wise, I thought Gio came in and did a job. Um, I'm a little disappointed, actually, because I – I wanted both him and Phillips to start. I thought Phillips was a long shot, but I thought that there was a good chance Gio would start for the same reason that, you know, Ben was talking about earlier with the fact that Madison creates so much of our offense fluidity. That was missing just the way that you thought it would. If you had Bissouma, Sar and Hoybier in your midfield, like the offense ran as well as you would have assumed that it would have. Um, and I just feel like Geo's the only other natural 10 on our team that if he's here and it's the same argument that I made last week about Phillips, like if he's here and he plays the position and he's on the team and guys above him can't play. To me, it just makes sense to play someone who's actually plays a position than playing someone else. Because you think they might be a little bit better, like
1: I, I don't know, I think, especially I think in a it's... year. I'll let you go. <laughs> I just, I, I'm. I mean, this is, you know, trying to figure out what he's thinking. Uh, part of it is, Gio had the injury things. He's just not going to have his special legs. You know, maybe ease him in a little bit more. But I think, really, to me, it seems like just trying to read into it is he was trying to give a little bit more, um, cover to his his central defenders or that the whole makeshift back line. And Hoibier going to that's very possible cover more defensively. I I agree with you overall though that I think. It would have been it would have been nice to see Gio and uh, Phillips probably just because that would have been playing closer to our normal style of play. Um, so then, not only were we bringing in four or five different players out of necessity, but we were also making it more difficult on the other you know six or seven players that had been on the team just because they were going to the 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 way that we played changed up so so uh, drastically. You know. Yeah, I mean yeah.
0: that that's exactly the point, and I feel like we've won the games that we have won and been so excited about the start of our season, obviously because of the results, but also because of the style. And I feel like what we saw on Saturday was not the style.
2: (laughs) I mean, it definitely wasn't. um, I would say it felt like we were sort of playing a mix of two styles. Like there were moments where we would press and then there were moments where we would just back off and back off and back off. And so I guess it's what happens when you put a combination of guys who have been playing this high press attacking style with guys who haven't this season and they just weren't up for the job. I mean, there are like a bunch of guys that I can point out. Well, Sonny just didn't play well. Um, the one chance you thought he would have had, he knocked into three defenders. Um,
0: and you might say he also didn't play well because Madison wasn't there.
2: That's true. That's true. Um, but emerson royale did not look good in as a left inverted fullback i felt like he gave up the ball a lot he spent way too much time on the ball and that's one of the other things we just spent too much time on the ball it was just very it was very ponderous it felt very much like some of the stuff we saw last season where the ball wasn't moving quick enough and when it did move quick enough it was not being passed like the pass completion was probably one of the worst we've had this season it was 88 but i feel like we probably passed in the 90s on a regular basis um so yeah i just felt like overall offensively like it just nothing really worked outside of the the first move um you know we had a couple of chances here or there but we're used to generating chances and generating chances and generating chances and frankly wolves were the ones generating the chances you could say they only scored two goals, but there were like two or three other chances that like, if Wolves had better attackers, they would have scored.
0: Yeah. I felt like watching the game that Wolves were actually bossing the game. And I'm looking at the stats now, and I'm a little surprised to see that we won ball possession um, with 58%. So, I mean, we won somewhat, not by a ton, but then I look at expected goals they had 2.15, we had 0.7. And then total shots, they had 17, we had 6. So they did boss the game. (laughs) They had slightly less of the ball, but they certainly did way more with it. And if we're playing against a team that's 12th or 13th in the table and we made it 6 shots the whole game, that's a game that we probably deserve to lose, especially Mm -hmm. when we talk about Ange ball and playing our style like I just felt like we didn't see it it ponderous I think is the right word because it was like a mixture of preseason under Ange mixed with the football that we saw under Conte and Jose Um, or as Ben put it boring so we're now met with um, an international break which is probably feels like a, a nice one. <laughs> we were not looking forward to it two weeks ago, but now. Yeah, this is the
1: only time I've been uh, happy about one happening. Nice. I wish it was a little longer. Just make it like a one month <laughs> international break. Yeah, I mean, up. on the one hand, you look at the table
0: and you say, okay, like at the end of the day, we did lose two, two games that we could have won if we did some things differently. But we're on 26 points after 12 games played. We're two points off the top with eight wins out of our first 12. You would have took that at the beginning of the season. Um, So I think yeah, there is, sure. when you take the step back, it's like, well, I guess this is a question that I want to ask you guys because I was also looking, it's like scrolling through my Spotify earlier today. And I was, like, looking at some of the Spurs pods that came out this morning and looking at, like, the title and the descriptions. And it was a lot of, like, where do we go from here? And, like, what does it mean? How do Spurs bounce back after a dreadful week? And I almost, like, was laughing to myself, like, is this an overreaction considering the two losses we had are the first two losses we had and we're two points off first place?
1: I think – I think it's an overreaction to two losses. The only thing I would say, I think, why, where the doom and gloom comes from is, like we said, that we're missing two key players for, what, at least until the new year is what it sounds like. I mean, that's where my sense of uh, pessimism is a little bit, and that's where I'm trying trying to talk myself into uh, seeing Davies and Dyer and hopefully maybe having Phillips coming or just some – and Celso get hot at the 10. If that happens, like – I'm not too worried about dropping the points obviously never want to do that but we're more t- talking about the trajectory and and the the long-term absence of very important players that that's that's the main reason that it's not so much in reaction to the Wolves game that's more of a symptom of the overall problem which is like man we can't play the same style we've been playing with this you know the the the, the current 11 at least not that's not what uh, Saturday was indicative of at least right I mean like I said things could change we've seen and very quickly didn't he start skip in the first game and switch to SAR uh mm-hmm. trying to remember. like he was playing yep. sun on the that left right. yeah he's not he doesn't seem too married to to oh I'm sticking with this player through thick and thin like it seemed like Conte was for an example I think that he'll make some adjustments uh hopefully more um personnel wise than tactically and we can go back to the tactics we were playing uh pre-wolves but yeah i mean that that's the sense that i have at least is it's more of a reaction to this past week losing to chelsea and then wolves is like the whatever the opposite of a cherry on a hot fudge Sunday is you know
0: where, where are you at kimmy are you are you doom and gloom or is there anything for us to still be hopeful about
2: i mean i think there is room to be hopeful still. Um I mean the results over the next month might really suck until Romero gets back, but I mean also if we lose to Villa and City after this, like it's not gonna be the I'm, it's gonna suck to have four losses in a row, right? But those those two games are games that we might have lost with our whole team, right? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you you just gotta take these results. And put context to them and like understand that the the issue here is we don't have adequate backup to our best players, right? And if I'm gonna Which like, we knew, well, I, exactly? So overreacting to something I already knew, something that I kind of expected to happen, like. Players get injured on every team every year. Important that was a pretty catastrophic
1: way for that to happen. But, though, to but I,
2: I mean, it's very it's very spurs for all that to happen in one match. Yeah. But like big players get injured on big teams every year. Like last year, Arsenal mm. lost Saliba for an extended period of time. Like that's going to happen. Being able to cope with it is what's important. I'm not sure how we're going to cope with it. But I'm not going to like, basically, I'm not expecting, I'm not going into every game expecting us to win right now. And that's, I think, the outlook everyone should have. Like, see what the well, results think, are going to be. I think because that's like,
0: part of the disappointment or the freakouts that we've seen is yeah, based and, on the fact that people have been going into games expecting to win them, and now we can't do that anymore.
2: But, like, that's the thing. That's like the, like, of course, we all predicted a win, On this game because that's what you do if you've been winning but like and someone said this uh, in Queen Spurs this only really really hurts if you thought we were going to win the title if you didn't think we were going to win the title then like adjust your expectations like like I can like I'm saying we can all sit here and be mad about the fact that two of our players got red cards but you can't really be mad about the injury stuff and we were still going to be down a center back and we we're still going to be down our most creative player like things were probably not going to be great even with our best players. And even if like I just feel like I have to maybe this is me coping with it but this is like I, and I guess the the drum you can bang on is we don't have the players like we should have the players and we don't have the players like that's so the, that is that's the, question the thing that you was... can That's the thing you can like bang on about. So
1: that is, I'm curious about that just because historically, rather than other than that one January window, we're not usually a January buying club like we're selling. Usually we stand pat or like get squad players, like not actual quality and depth, but just like kind of fringe players.
2: I mean, the last two Other, years we bought Pedro Porro and we bought yeah. Kolesovsky and we bought Ben. We've been Carr, moving so in that I direction. Don't, I don't, I don't, like want to be so negative and say like, oh, we're not going to buy the players. And honestly, if we don't have another, I think we good, will buy good enough player, center so. back. I mean, after losing twice in a row, and if like results continue to taper off, like we're going to buy somebody. We're probably we have, we're gonna probably going to end up. Well,
1: so yes. to your point though, I'm mean, they're going to taper off regardless, right? Like this was baked into our schedule. We could see this coming. Even prior to our injuries, um, it's it's rough to lose like we said that many of our key players all at the same time to to have them all go missing whether via injury or you know suspension. I, even even City and Arsenal and the other big clubs, if they were to lose basically four starters in one game, I think any team's going to take that on the chin a little bit um yeah. so like I said I, I mean City I'm lost not... two
2: matches when they lost one player Rodri right their most important player and they lost two matches in a row because of it
1: right so like again I'm not that bummed about the, the loss of those matches I'm just more basically you know I'm going to keep having to check the headlines to see or the updates to see what Van Van's uh prognosis is <laughs> I mean like I think that he again I think before that injury I, I feel like was maybe the most pivotal pivotally important player on our team just because of this single trait that he has, in addition to being a great defender in every other way, but so single-handedly allow us to play an extra 10 yards higher up the pitch. And then between him and Vicario to take that away is I, I really think is the is the the big thing here. Obviously Madison is a big loss, but I do think we have more adequate um you know, backups in those positions. LaCelso is much closer, not not to Madison than Dyer is to Manfred. You know, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if we can get Damn. Phillips in there. Well, maybe that'll be a little closer. But yeah. Anyway, I I, I think you're right. Though overall, like I, will let's be patient. We already said this at the beginning of this year. We're gonna hit some bumps. It'd be you know. Well, I mean, pretty, so speaking
0: yeah. of the bumps, I mean, I guess that was going to be the next thing I wanted to ask about, because I feel like the vibes were so good, especially those first 10 matches and the the excitement and the buzz. It sounds like. Based on what I've heard from you all, each so far, we're probably going into the next two matches, at least expecting a loss. And then Definitely we've got city. Newcastle I, after I, I may, that.
1: I may pick a draw for Villa. We'll we see. Have
2: we have time. West Ham. Isn't it West Ham?
1: Yeah, that's difficult Newcastle? too.
0: Um, it's um it's Villa followed by City, followed by Newcastle.
1: That's yeah, that's
0: pretty tough. I believe. And then No, I West
2: think... Ham. West Ham Newcastle.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, that's a little bit better. Supposedly West Ham,
1: West Ham, West Ham has our <laughs> number though. Like... I
0: guess I mean I guess because the, the original question was just more so around. How are you approaching the next few games if you're not really expecting us to win? like, What is the positive spin or the thing that you're looking to get out of it if it's not going to be three points? Because I think that's the other part of uh, some of the doom and gloom around Spurs fandom right now is just around like, yes, we're getting this break. But then when we come back, I'm still not really going to feel great because, like you said, Madison and Van Ven are still out. So what should the Spurs fans be looking forward to when we get back from the break?
1: I would say kind of what I was saying earlier is what I'm looking forward to most is kind of seeing what 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 his personnel decisions are over the next few games, specifically regarding our center backs. I'll be curious to see the midfield as well. Um but then also yeah to see how that changes the way we play. Like I I'm I'm curious to see like you guys said earlier it it did have a feel of almost uh like a preseason game where people, <laughs> the players are still trying to figure it out. So I guess like during preseason right you would look for the team to progress. Hopefully you would get some good updates on our our you know players that are injured but I don't see anything coming anytime soon on that on that front. So it's more like I said seeing The changes to our personnel and then what it looks like on the field if we're starting to play closer to what we were playing five games ago in the next three four games or if we're playing more like what we did you know against wolves on saturday that that's that's what we're hoping to avoid so what i would be looking for is is, like i said see that how the team progresses now with all the changes we've been forced into making
0: yeah i mean i think the personnel is is probably where i'm at with it too and it's the natural place to go right like when you're it's like when you're watching a team that's not that good and you're like well this team's probably not going to win very many games but i'd be interested to see how some guys develop and you know you you find other ways to get excited about it so i think that's kind of where we are with spurs obviously it'll
1: be next year's ballon door winner brian hill is gonna start can we talk (laughs) about brian hill and i was actually hoping jesse was gonna be here so
0: we can have a conversation so we can have an intervention with this man about brian hill (laughs) <laughs> he just doesn't have it, bros Like, I I think he can do it in another space But in the English Premier League, I just don't see it for him He is just is not strong enough The way he gets bullied off the ball um, Disallows him from showing any of his quality Because he can't hold on to it um, Ironically, I feel like when we were playing in I think it was the Conference League like I felt like he played better in those international matches.
2: I feel like um, when we played in the Champions League.
0: Champions and, League, it was Champions like, League.
2: Like just like like just last year, like I felt yeah, like, like, like he came on when we were playing Frankfurt. Like he he looked really good, and it's like oh like you're playing against like the competition is not as strong. They're not gonna come in on you as hard.
0: It's a different it's ball game. Physical.
2: Yeah, it's a different. It's it's very like just say the EPL is very physical and. That's why, like, when he goes to Spain, he performs. Might yeah, be that like you just have I, to sell I'm him back to Spain. I'm
0: I'm having a hard time understanding what it is we're seeing, um, and I don't know if it's just a matter of we have been unable to move him, but it feels like coaches have been like trying to figure out something with him because obviously the talent's there. I'm sure he shows it in training. When it comes to like real game, um, experience. It just looks, you know, he always looks like he's just a, a boy amongst men. Um, I was like, the other... maybe
2: he's someone that like needs to feel his way into the English game. because I feel like he always comes on. It's like 20 minutes left. And like, everyone's already up to game speed and he gets thrown in. Like, I don't feel like he's gotten a lot of chance in the premier league to just start.
0: But can I be honest though? I actually, say? I actually don't want him
1: starting.
2: <laughs> like I actually, that. I actually that's just that.
0: don't think he can play in the premier league. Like I, He's probably. I feel like get I've seen chances, enough we too. Like it or not,
1: just because he we're, is. we're down so many players on the left now, right? With Charleston, Parisich, um a blanket now. Who's our Israeli winger? Man, of Solomon. It's Solomon, yeah, that's all. Those dudes are left wingers. Like now, all yeah. of a sudden, we're a position where we had a bunch of depth that, like now, it's uh, Brendan Johnson, and then who is the second choice left winger right now?
2: For Charleston, but he's injured. No, he didn't. He just
1: have surgery. Yeah, that's
2: somebody's like, injured, I, right, yeah, right?
1: So, so like, now. who actually
0: is it? It is Brian Hill
2: mm-hmm.
0: because he's the fourth string, and we're down to but yeah. well, he's yeah, he's fifth string, fifth, and that's where we are. But that also yeah, is telling you that he's not built for this league. If he's, I don't think I have,
1: position. <laughs> well, I don't think I, uh, he's also coming off an injury. I don't think I have Jesse's level of optimism about Hill either, but. I do want to see him just get a little bit of time because we've never really seen him get a run of games to see what he can actually do. And he, his qualities, his specific attributes are some that pretty much nobody else in the team has. He's the closest we have to a dribbly winger, probably, right? Like, we don't really have anybody like that. Um, I I still, I think, overall, lean with you that he's just, he's too slight. He's just, he gets bullied over so easily. But We've seen small little players like, like I remember when Modric first came to Spurs. I think a lot of people thought that about him. And there's a different position, obviously. But he was in able to level. use his, yeah. Well, who knows? We haven't who seen knows? So yeah, we haven't, we haven't right seen now. enough feel
0: Well, I'll tell you this you know. I, when I think about the upcoming games and them potentially not providing us with a ton of points, I think the players I'm excited about are number one. Benton Kerr being able to kind of start playing again. And maybe after this break, he might even be able to, like, go for longer than 30 minutes. So that would be nice to see. I was actually really encouraged by Gio's performance in the whatever 20-30 minutes that he had. He had a really great tackle, by the way, to win the ball back right before they scored the decent goal. Decent shot at goal. Yes. Yeah. Um. He had a decent shot at goal that Kulisevsky set up. So I actually wanted to see him start, as I said earlier. I kind of get why he didn't, but I don't think it worked. So I'm interested to see if he's going to get a little bit more game time. Um, and then I'm still just kind of hoping to see like, if we can get something with Phillips there because I just, I just feel like he's not going to get a better opportunity than right now. To show himself, especially with us not having Carabao, us not having Europe, um, it's really going to be now or like early FA Cup. But depending on how our season's going, I don't see Ange putting a kid out in that game either. So that's what I would like to see.
1: I still wouldn't wouldn't underestimate Ange though when, when it comes to that, because I mean. I don't think many people thought that he was going to maybe just throw Brendan Johnson in right away. I know that it's slightly different levels here, but Brendan Johnson didn't have that much experience coming in. He threw him in, what, the week we got him against Arsenal. Threw back well, Brennan Johnson was Roberts. a Premier League starter, though. Yeah. He was, but and he, he was also cool. in, like,
2: the championship team of the year, like, the year before they came up. Like, he, yeah, like, so he was I, he solidly had a – the thing about um, Phillips is he only, he's only had, like, eight first-team appearances – for a
1: championship team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's not like
2: he's I, appeared that much even in the championships. So and I like I feel said, like I'm not that's what I'm not trying are. to liken them.
1: I'm just I'll, I'll always was just pointing out that I don't think Ang is afraid to to throw in young, fairly inexperienced players. And he's not going to get experience unless he gets played. So I don't think that we can't forever hold it over his head that he has no Premier League starts, because guess what? He's not gonna get them unless he's playing for us, right? Unless you're selling him that quick. So I just don't think that Ange is necessarily um I mean, he's just not risk-averse with that type of thing. We saw, I mean, he threw Vannevin in, like, the second we got him. I know that, again, a different thing, but he had right. never had any Premier League starts. He had one good year in the Bundesliga, right? And he was, is he 21, 22? Um, then, let's see, who else? I mean, P- Poro's not exactly his. Anyway, my, my point is just that he doesn't seem afraid to to throw young players in there. And so, I could see him just using Well, he was he was afraid game. enough to play Davis at center back. Yeah, and that was
0: curious, too, versus what I would have thought it would be. So he was obviously not gung-ho about about starting Phillips. He didn't play at all. Yeah, no. I I mean, I don't know. And I I feel like Wolves would be the game to do it versus waiting till Villa. Villa. Makes me actually now wonder, like, well, you know, that lineup didn't work, or at least it didn't work at the end. I wonder if that makes him change the lineup, or maybe even just we see some earlier subs. Because I think that was a big part of the reason that we lost that game to Wolves is that guys at the end of the game were tired and that's resulted in them being switched off when they should have been switched on. We get, like I said, we get our two weeks break. So we come back on the Saturday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. um, And that's going to be back at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Aston Villa. November 26th against Phila, who is currently fifth in the table. Um, They're on 25 points, and they are right below us on 26. So this is going to be a tasty little matchup between uh, the four and five. The issue for us, of course, is not only do we have all of those injuries that we discussed, um, but Basuma also picked up another yellow, so he's not going to be playing either, which I I think gives us all the more reason to play Gio um, because now we'll have one fewer midfielder. Christian Romero still suspended, um, but Destiny Udogi will be back. So, Kim, I'm going to start with you. Um, who do, would you like to see start? And also what's your prediction for the game?
2: Brennan Johnson, Sonny Kulisevsky, Bantancore, Sar Gio. Dogie.
0: This is where it gets tough. <laughs> this is the hard part. I I, I agree a hundred percent so far.
2: Yeah, more Poro on the other side. <laughs> um, those those two guys
0: in the middle. We know Vicario is going to be playing number one. Oh, you're not doing Forster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really I mean, up. yeah. I uh, think I think we probably are going to yeah, see. Man, Hoybier Sar, Geo. I don't know what other options you have without Madison and without Besuma. Um
1: Bentoncore. I agree with Cam. Oh, yeah, ben- oh, like- right, right. Benton yeah, Kerr, I would said.
2: love to see Bentoncore and Geo, honestly. I feel like
1: I'm forgetting like- that Benton is like but- back.
2: And so that's yeah, also so- the question. And he's is also is he's gonna also, be ready I'll say to ben- play Ticor- ninety. Bentecore is on international duty and he will play for them too. But the thing is he don't have to, he doesn't have to play ninety.
1: Yeah. like it's- Start and play sixty.
2: He can either sixty sixty five, you know? Like give us a good platform. Like let us do some stuff. I would and also I like... like
0: to see Gio playing next to those two guys.
2: That's what I said. Sar, that... you, you weren't listening to me. No, I no, <laughs> I w
0: I am I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that like obviously <laughs> okay. I'm I'm all about what can Gio do for me. So I feel like if he plays next to Sar and um Bentinker, as you said, as I heard you say. My bad, my
2: uh, bad, my bad, my bad.
0: Yeah, like that might unlock something for him because I think that's been one of the things about Lo Celso is that like he had that good two months under Jose. After that, it's been injuries, loans, and him playing with other B-team guys. Like we haven't really seen him in a starting 11 to even know what it looks like if he's playing with, Sonny and Benton Kerr and players of that caliber for 60 minutes or 70 minutes um but anyway you still don't know on the center backs do you know what you have yeah. for a prediction
2: prediction I uh, I'm gonna this wish a tough cast. one I'm a wish cast over here um because <laughs> that's all I can do and in- I'm still not yet ready to predict losses against. I mean, Villa's a good team though. That's Villa is good. It's at home, that's, right?
0: It's at home. Yeah.
2: So that's where I like, I feel like our home fans in the same way that Wolves got a boost from their home fans, I feel like as long as we don't get blown out, like as long as we don't let Villa just like destroy us, I feel like we could at least draw the game. So and if we start my midfield, we will have the ball more. I believe I believe they'll be able to hold onto the ball a little better. So I'm going to go two two. Two two draw. Yeah.
1: What's about as positive yeah. as it's going to get. That is Ben, literally. what do you got? Yeah. I I am in almost a hundred percent agreeing with Kim. I uh, definitely on your, on your starting nine. So far, as far as the center backs, I do think I want to see um, Phillips come in. Just, it was, yeah, it a we got one. We what got we one. Him? What if we had him and what's what's the other guy's name? Is it Don Lear? Uh, Dorrington. <laughs> Dorrington. Dorrington. What is if we have two back. two debuts at at uh, center back on Andrews? Well, I don't uh, know if I'm ready to do that, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but I, I yeah, I'm thinking probably Dyer just for some some um, experience and then Phillips for some legs, basically. Um, and then yeah, as far as Villa Spurs, I, I also think it's a draw. I'm just trying to decide between 1-1 and 2-2. I think I'm going to go 2-2 as well just because, again, our defense is all over the place. So I think I'm going to – Defense is all over the place. Um,
0: I feel like we should look better than we did against Wolves, but I'm saying should instead of will because I really don't know, and I feel like it's hard to predict games after international break. Not only because you don't know what's going to happen to guys during the break, but also they're usually coming back, maybe having one or two practices and then having a game straight away. So you imagine with the amount of international players we have on our team, um, in addition to the amount of guys that we have injured, there's probably not going to be that many guys around to train. Um, So it's kind of a wasted week or two. I
2: feel like we'll at least have the defenders. Which I think is important. Like I that's mean, not, true, but not, we don't we don't ben know which Davis. defenders he's
0: gonna play, and that's I think but my hesitation. But I feel hesitation. like if it's the,
2: but if it's the kids, aren't they around too? Or did they also go on their international duty? Did those kids also go? On Man, I don't team? know. They might but be on U twenty one duty. I I'm not know. sure. They might. It's true. They might be. But Portland, but I also I think do think to your point. For Spain, so he'll be around. Adobe actually pulled out of international duty. Um, I saw that.
0: It looks they said it was some like sort of precaution on a on a Yeah, so he'll be
2: around. I, I mean, know,
0: maybe some people. I said a Nick, I meant a knock. In any event, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, um, I just feel like I'm not sure exactly what Spurs I'm going to see. Um, and that's partially because of international break, but it's also probably reaction to Wolves and me just not feeling like I know what the team is without our guys, particularly considering – we're still not gonna have Madison. We're still not gonna have Van, Van or Romero. So I, I think for me, it's I would I really can't see us winning this game. Like I feel like it's either a draw or a loss. Um, I could see like a I could see like a a two one loss, um, and then like somehow we beat City away. <laughs> like I I could completely see that happening. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm I'm gonna go two one, oh, um, or one two rather. because I, I, in
1: special guest coach for the week, Antonio Conte, and he uh just shit houses City to a 1-0
0: Hey, I mean, listen, we 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 beat we beat them under Nuno. We beat them. We beat them every year at least it. once. Bring Nuno
1: back for one game. Um, well, hey, one he's available game, now. He's, you know? I was gonna say he, he just is got available after it's winning like the championship. Heist. Just yeah just Pep off one last time
0: um, so who knows? I mean, I feel like they just gave up four to Chelsea also, I mean, I know we're not previewing city, so we'll we'll talk about that in the next episode, but and that was with eleven players
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right exactly um oh, koizaras podcasts again at koizaras podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. um we got a bit of a break here, so probably won't have an episode next week cuz uh, there's no game to go over um but we've given you our villa preview 2 weeks early cuz that's how efficient we are anything else um anything <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like no there's nothing else to talk about <laughs>
1: this team sucks now it's true oh, you all you can like, do is is complain like... about our defenders right now that's all i can do at least hey. All right, this well, maybe we'll
2: be feeling
0: a little bit better in a couple weeks. Oh, uh, will be humbling. back. Yeah, exactly. This is just what it is to be Spurs. It's nothing we've not been through before. It's because
1: we brought up the triangle, damn it. That's why this happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny is I, I tried not says. to bring up the triangle today <laughs> because I was like, ah, you know, we've lost two in a row. Maybe it's, you know, if I bring it up now, it might incur even more bad luck. Um, I just did it. Um, just but did now it. you did it. So, you know, now when we, we're here. If, if we lose on, no. on, on, uh, against Villa, we have, we have someone to blame. We have
2: someone to blame.
1: So hey, we that, appreciate that. I think that was, <laughs> yeah, because we were easily, gonna, It was going to be a 5 0 until I just said the word triangle.
0: <laughs> Listen, if we, if we win 5 0, <laughs> I'm running this clip back just so, uh, just so we can we can tell everyone that uh, the the pod predicted it. I don't see that happening, but hey, you know, Stranger <laughs> you Things, right? Eric know, Dyer with with know. a hat trick. <laughs> oh, there we go. I
2: mean, hey,
0: But, but Dyer actually, if we actually hold box. on to the
2: ball, Eric might be close enough to the goal to make that happen if we can hold on to that.
0: Hey, he he almost scored against Chelsea. He was he That's was okay. that close.
1: He was
2: that. What's more, like
0: the,
1: a Dyer hat trick or a Dyer hat trick of own goals?
0: <laughs> Which Ooh. one's more likely? I think. <laughs> I think you know the answer. Then I think you know. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs!
1: Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you
2: Spurs. You Spurs.